0: Welcome to Heritage Fellowship Sermon of the Week. We hope you're encouraged and challenged as we study the Word of God together. This is part two of Jesus and the Centurion. Uh, you know, it's, uh, if you weren't here last week, please go back and listen to it. You know, the The thing that Jesus said about the centurion was, I am amazed at him. I'm amazed. Now, Jesus is God, God is Jesus, God knows everything. What can amaze him? God was, I don't think, somehow surprised by the centurion since God knows everything. But Jesus is God in humanity. Jesus is God with us. And Jesus experienced life like we experience it. He experienced sorrow, pain. He experienced hunger and thirst. He encountered temptation, just like we encounter temptation. And so Jesus in his humanity is somehow in this moment with this centurion sending Jewish elders on behalf of his servant who is dying And he just says, I understand your authority. You don't even have to come to my house. Just say the word. And my servant will be healed. And Jesus declares, I'm amazed at this man's. I am amazed at his faith. Was it a faith that somehow him being a Roman soldier and this Roman soldier, and we don't know what nationality he was because many people were a part of the Roman army besides people that were Roman. But here's a man, a centurion, a Roman soldier, finding himself in Israel in the city of Capernaum, And he's stationed there with a hundred underneath him to just guard the city and make sure they don't somehow go crazy and try to revolt against the Roman uh, government. And so here he is stationed here in Capernaum. Or was Jesus amazed at the fact that he loved being there? Was he amazed at the fact that somehow he identified with the Jewish people and said he loved the nation, he loved the city, he loved the people there. He loved them so much that he, being a Roman soldier, probably more wealthy than most in the city, built them a synagogue for them to worship in. Not that he's going to worship there, but he loved them enough to do something for them. And to strengthen who they were as a people. Or was Jesus amazed that somehow this Roman centurion who had a slave or a servant somehow loves his servant. And his servant is dying. And somehow this Roman soldier is somehow moved to compassion mercy for his slave whom he loved and how he heard about Jesus we don't know but somehow he did and it's like out of his desperation for a person that he loved it's like I'm going to get some of my friends and send them to find this Jesus and ask him to heal my servant. And Jesus says, when he finds out and they come and tell him, Jesus says, I'm so willing to go, let's go. And as he's journeying to the house, and as he's going to the house, the centurion sends others to say, no, just stop. You don't have to come all the way to my house. You have the authority, just say it, just do it, and my servant will be healed. And Jesus spoke the word, and the servant was healed in that moment. Jesus. He just said, Amazed, And so here we sit. What does Jesus say about us? What's he say about you individually? Does he look at us? Does he look at you? And does he say... I'm amazed at these people. Is he amazed at our passion for his word? Is he amazed at our hunger and our thirst to know him above everything else? Is he amazed at just this thing in us And Philip cooked. You don't even know. But Philip's been sharing with me. All that God's saying to him. And it's all that we have just sung in the first two songs here. And I know not only him, but many others in intercession. And Philip didn't even know he was interceding. But he has somehow carried something over us in his own hunger, to say, only you, only you, only you. And it's that our desperation, that somehow we so step out of ourselves, and it's not about us anymore, but it's all about him. It's all about us obeying and doing what he tells us to do. You were here last Sunday, you heard me mention that Listen, just do the little things God tells you to do. And if you're in a Walmart or some other store and you see somebody trying to reach up high to get something and they can't reach it, and and the Lord prompts you to just go help, a little thing that God might just prompt you to do, and you just go do it. And then you feel really good about yourself because you did something God asked you to do. That was last Sunday. Guess what? Guess what? I was in Lowe's this week and I'm walking through Lowe's and I hear this little tiny lady, she's about that tall. She wasn't even trying to reach the top shelf, but she's, and I just happened to see her and I said, ma'am, let me help you get that. I didn't even have to pray about that. It's just what you need to do if you're Jesus. But Jesus didn't have to tell me to go help the lady. Be kind to somebody. Serve somebody. Bless somebody. Just do good things for people. That's the kingdom. It's not about being here on Sunday morning. And this is a great place to be on Sunday morning. This is so important to corporately come together and worship and fellowship together. But our Life in Christ is so much bigger than here. And we've said to you many times, don't let your Christianity live in the four walls of this building. You have got to take it everywhere you go. And that's the whole thing about Jesus. Jesus just, the scripture says over and over as he was going, as he entered the city, as he was in this place or as he was in that place, He was always just doing good, blessing people, healing people, delivering people. And so somehow if you have allowed the enemy to steal that boldness from you just to be bold when you're out there wherever you are to minister the love of Christ, shake it off, get rid of it, get delivered from it and let's go be the body of Christ. Wherever he has us going and moving, let us just be who he wants us to be. He said to the centurion, and he said to the, the leper, I'm willing. And he's willing today to come into your life wherever you need him. He is willing to touch you. But he also wants us to be his willing. He wants us to go and us to be the willing him wherever he is placing us and putting us. And let's just go and be willing to serve him and to love others and serve them. And and let's live this life where Jesus looks at us and he just says, I am so amazed at these people. I am amazed of their surrender, their obedience, their passion. I'm amazed at their desire for me. Can we live a life that will amaze Jesus? You received, most of you got a little card that says hope on it as you came in. If you didn't, we'll have some extra up here. Jerry, if you'll we'll bring just the hope basket, it's the bottom one there. Yeah. We're gonna sing this song again. And, uh, I want you just to take some moments. Already things in the hope basket. <laughs> I just want you to take some moments. Here's some extras if you didn't get one as you came in. There are ink pens here as well. Because one of the lessons of the centurion is that he was hoping for his slave. And I think probably somewhere in there he was hoping for himself. And so little did this centurion know who was either volunteered or uh, voluntold. He was going to be in the Roman army. So here he is, placed in probably a foreign place, living among foreign people. And he's doing his job, discarding the city, and yet he finds his servant is dying. And so it was, it was a, a step from wherever he used to live to a new place, to a new position, to a slave being sick. What am I going to do to help my slave get well? To encountering not in person. But encountering the Messiah by proxy, a proxy group of Jews who were standing in his place going to Jesus, and then another group in proxy for him and the slave when he said, you don't have to come to the house, he had hope. I'm going to activate my hope. And so I just encourage you to take some moments and activate hope today. Who are you activating hope for? And I would also encourage you to activate some hope toward yourself. Lord, this is what I'm needing in my life. I am needing a fresh revelation of it is so important to be in your word. I need to become passionate for your word. I need to learn how to hope in your word. I need to learn how to hope in the promises that you have given in your word. Maybe you just need, Lord, I'm hoping that I'll learn how to pray. Because somehow I've missed what prayer is all about. Somehow Prayer, the Word, being Christ outside of these four walls. All that somehow became a preference. And it's when I prefer to do it. And it's not a commitment. It is not an obedience that is so hungry for everything that God has for us. So maybe we just need to hope God stir hunger within us. So as you write things... Be in proxy for somebody else, but also be praying for yourself. Right now, in this moment, what is Jesus saying to you about you? What needs to adjust? What needs to change about you? You know, when I started the Centurion Scripture, I think Casey asked if I would take that one. Uh, I just found myself looking at it in so many different ways. And so those ways are there in your notes. I just would encourage you to read it. And what is God saying to you through that scripture? Those points that are in your notes are things that I was pulling out of that just and just meditating on it and reading it. But after last week, when I shared about the lens and looking at life through a pure lens and not a distorted or somehow uh, cloudy lens, so I went back and I just looked up the word lens for our eye, and I found this statement, which is just amazing. We're talking about the lens of our eye. I want you to understand you have a lens of your spirit. But just this lens that's in your eye, the lens is a transparent, elastic tissue that changes in order to help us see. It helps us see by focusing light onto the retina. If we could just do that, I think Jesus would just be amazed. If we could just let the lens of our spirit be transparent, be willing to be stretched, be elastic, and let God just stretch us however he wants to stretch us. It's the molding process. It's him taking us and shaping us and molding us into his likeness. And so transparency, the willingness just to surrender and be molded, that changes us so that we see with clarity. We see more clearly what we need to see. Instead of somehow looking through this cloudy lens, this old lens of, of our past, and somehow we can't see the future like we need to see it because we still have the, we don't have the transparency. We don't have the, we haven't yielded ourselves to this amazing molding process and so literally we are resisting change and God just wants to come and change us to be more like him it helps us see by focusing the light it helps us see by focusing the light and we will see more clearly what we need to see. We will understand maybe more clearly what we don't understand. And those things that we still don't understand, we give to the sovereignty of God and that helps us feel settled and stable. I want to encourage us. Go this week and just tell Jesus Jesus I just I just want to do life so that you're just looking at me and you're just so happy and you're just amazed at how I'm growing and how I'm maturing, how I'm serving and caring and loving for others. Jesus, I just want to give you my yes. I just want to give you the surrender. I, w- I just want to surrender to all that you have for me. What's the Centurion, looking for the Messiah? Probably not. He was looking to get his servant healed. And he heard about this man that was healing people somehow. But in the midst of it, he did encounter the Messiah. And so God has all of us in journeys. A step here, a step here, a step here so you liked that step. man. Yeah, that's good. This step, yeah. This step, ah, uh, that's not so good. But sometimes a hard step is going to be the step that gets you to the next step. Don't get stuck here because there was a hard place or a difficult place. Trust God through thrust Him in, through. A step is a journey from one place to another. And somehow if we get somehow frustrated and angry at God because He put us in this place, then we've cut off the beauty of the rest of the places we could go. I just want to encourage us to embrace the process, embrace the journey we're in, Embrace all that he's doing in us. And he may be having you pause for a moment because he wants to get your attention about something. But don't get bitter toward God. Don't get upset at him. Don't get upset at others. But just, okay, this is a step. It's a season. There will be another step that I can't get to unless I do this one correctly. So embrace the process. Look with a correct lens. So many times when we're in this spot and our lens is still cloudy, we just get all overwhelmed. And it's like, I'm just going to give up. Every step, every step, even this step, give God your yes. Yes give God your surrender. Would you stand? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Please join us online at heritagefellowship.us or in person in Jefferson City, Tennessee, as we encounter God, touch lives, and impact nations.